0: Hello everybody, my name is Mark Kumar. I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur. Welcome to another episode of entrepreneurs who want to take their business to the next level. Today, we have my dear friend, Manoj Agarwal, who's gonna give you some tips and tricks that will help you get to the next level. So Manoj, please take your time, introduce yourself
1: to my audience. Hi, thanks for having me. So excited to join you here. Uh, my journey started in India. I grew up in India and uh, started working uh, at a very uh, young age at 15 and uh, had a sort of, a, you know, a challenging childhood. I uh, was working our jobs uh, in a factory and things like that. And uh, uh, through a series of coincidences, found myself uh, working in technology. Um, and then from there, when uh, came over to North America, this was um, back, back in 99 when the dot-com boom was in full swing and um, helped a series of startups build their technology and, and all that. But then dot-com bust happened and then September 11th happened. So, uh, you know, I went through a series of recessions uh, similar to the one we are experiencing right now. And so um, after a series of recessions, I was like, you know, this, uh, I need to do something on my own. So, you know, start something on of my own. So I started my own consulting company and then started working with a, a bunch of other startups, uh, started helping out more than one entrepreneur. Uh, some uh, startups were you know, very, very early stage, like an idea on the back of the paper napkin. And some startups were uh, very large initiatives within companies like Microsoft or government organizations with hundreds of millions of dollars in, the, in budget. So uh, it was a, you know, a really fun time, wide variety of experiences. Then I moved on to uh, building more uh, sort of solutions for uh, other types of industries, variables, logistics, healthcare, uh, education, uh, real estate, and uh, started working on some uh, cool cutting edge technologies um, uh, like machine learning and AI and blockchain. So I have a few patents in these technologies. Started writing a couple of books, uh, so my uh, I have two books on technology, and then uh, started teaching um, students because uh, in my career I have interviewed more than 5,000 engineers myself, and so that gave me a unique perspective on what uh, you know what kind of education people are getting in their institutions and uh, what what is the industry uh, that demands uh, for for these people to be job ready. So I started uh, publishing courses. So now we are teaching about 150,000 students across the world, uh, these latest technologies, uh, machine learning and blockchain and DevOps and cloud computing and security and all that. That is outstanding. First of all, congratulations
0: for doing, accomplished so many different things. And you know, that's amazing. (laughs) And uh, uh, what I wanted to ask you is, like, how, how do you... Wh- what have you learned from all teaching all these wonderful people? And what are some of the things that you notice that, like, most people like, hey, I always see a pattern. Like, there's always a pattern. If you have this, you're going to actually do this. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what are some of the common patterns that you see that people have difficult times as learning mm-hmm. in general that you teach?
1: See, learning... Um, if you want to learn a topic uh it, it has to come uh it, it has to um align with some motivation so if that motivation is intrinsic meaning you have a certain uh intrinsic reason a really emotional reason why you want to do something then that will get done but if you're just sort of dabbling and you're saying okay you now let me check it out and see what this is all about I will stick around if it shows me any benefit, then, you know, I'll stick around. Or if my friends stay in this, I will stay. Um, generally, those things don't work out. I mean, even if you get some early success, uh, eventually your disinterest will catch up. Uh, so you really need to understand uh, what you want to do, what you want to get out of uh, this learning experience, and and then uh, figure out, you know, how you can accomplish those goals and, and, and take action. Because another thing is, We learn a lot, like we collect a lot of information and we, uh, you know, we go to seminars, webinars and uh, networking events like, wow, man, what a nice presentation. This is amazing. It's going to change my life. And uh, we go back home and it's like, you know, it's forgotten. You know, it's like life takes over. And and so what's the point of listening to all this stuff and reading and learning if you're not going to implement? So in my opinion, um, you should really uh, focus uh, less on collecting a lot of information, but uh, try to implement what you have already learned. And then once you run out of things, then obviously you can learn a little bit more, but do implement. Right. I think that's one of the key things that you hit
0: on, is like implementation, right? Because a lot of people go to different seminars, even school, you learn a lot of different things, but you don't implement So Therefore that particular information becomes invaluable or base of information in that case. So, so what, what, some of the patterns or the things that you have noticed why are some of the reasons why people don't implement
1: um see uh as i said earlier like uh you know um the 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 motivation that most people um use to do something is to earn money or to show somebody that they can do it there there is no there's no self-discovery in there there's no motivation that is coming from within like you know hey, um, I want to learn Python because I want to solve some data science problems because I want to make money, right? But if you, if you just say, uh, think to yourself, you know, what is really important to you? Let's say uh, climate uh, change is important to you. Then if you, instead of saying, I want to learn data science to earn money, if you can tie that to your intrinsic motivation, say, hey, you know, I want to solve some big problems for climate change so that I can help other people and uh, live a better life, that will be a huge motivation which will pull you towards completion of your uh, goal but if you just say you know I'm, I'm just gonna make money um that may or may not be your intrinsic motivation you know uh, and that's where if you if you see some challenges because any any goal that you put in front of you uh, will inevitably bring about some challenges and so you obviously need some um grit you need some uh, perseverance to overcome those challenges and get to your goal. But if that goal is not very, uh, you know, attractive to you, you give up on a few first few challenges that come across your way. Right. You're like, ah, oh, man, I tried, I gave it my best shot. It didn't work. I'm out of here. Right. Um, but if, if your motive is to like, you know, it's, it's a much bigger goal, climate change, whatever, or I'm just giving an example. Right. 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 Absolutely. If that goal is so much bigger than you, then, there is no option left but to face that challenge and you have to go through it. You have to face your fears. And that's when things start to work. Right. I think that's a
0: great way to put it because like another simplified way to put it is like, if you give yourself no other option,
1: but to move forward, then you will definitely get it done. Yeah. But but here's the caveat to that. You know, some people, some people, uh, make their goals. It's about the goal. Like it's about understanding where you're going rather than uh, you know, just overcoming the challenges because right. there are some people who are very strong-willed. They will mm-hmm. even, you know, let's say they'll say, you know, I want to make a million dollars next year. So mm-hmm. they'll do everything in their power to make that million dollars. But at the end of the day, if million dollars is not something that they really intrinsically want, even if they get it, they'll feel empty. They'll be like, okay, now what? Now I need to make two million dollars. So <laughs> they'll they'll get caught up in that circle.
0: Yeah, it's like the wheel wheel goes on and on. Uh, first million, two million, three million. After five million, I'm still not happy. I don't understand why. Yeah. Kind of thing. What What the main thing is like? I think what, what most people would agree is like the it's not the actual the money itself. Mm-hmm. It's the option of having the freedom to do what you want. I think. What are your thoughts on that? Freedom.
1: Uh, again, you know, uh, the way that I look at it, um, humans ha- are quite funny um, okay. in that we all
0: i like the way you put that it's like humans are quite funny let me dig right into, into that that's awesome
1: i'm like like this is really intriguing so uh you know we we all have a very distinct way of looking at things you know even one thing if you're looking at the exact same thing you will have a very different perception <laughs> of it than me so right. uh, let's take a movie for example you know uh, um, superhero movies. I. I have no interest in them, but some people are crazy about them. Right. Yep. So It's the same thing, but we have different perception on that. Yet we generally think we generally think the way that we think we look at the world is uh, is how all seven billion people look at the world. OK, so in that aspect, you know, when you meant freedom, freedom may mean a lot of different things for different people. Right. Um, uh, some people may think that having a lot of money is freedom. Some people may think uh, having a lot of time is freedom. Some people may think if I can work from anywhere, but I, I can slave 24 hours a day, but I can you know I, I, if I can be on a plane anytime, that's freedom, right? So it's a very uh, every concept is quite relative. So we really need to understand what freedom means for me and then go after that. So to to further expand on this, let's say my idea of freedom is more time with my family and ability to go anywhere I want, whenever I want. Mm-hmm. Yet, if I set my goal to make $10 million, work 80 hours a day, that puts me way off than my goal of achieving true freedom, what that, you know, what, what that means to me. Right. Yet, I'm going to adopt a, a goal of uh, making $10 million, thinking that is the goal I ought to, ought to have in front of me to gain a freedom, which is not my, which is not the definition of freedom that I define, right? So it's, right. it's, it's a very personal choice. You have to really understand what is your choice and go after that. Right, and I think
0: uh, touch piggyback on that one is like far as the making the money, I mean, leave. I think everyone across the board, no matter where you live, uh, one of the spouses, let's just say he's the breadwinner or bedwoman for that matter. they put their like career at first because they feel like they're putting uh, making the money or getting all these promotions or rewards or whatever and in turn they're gonna help it's gonna help their family like but like you said, they focus so much on that promotion part, but the family goes in the opposite direction. And that's where some of the divorces, some of the problems, the marriage or spouses and things like that happen. So, you know, I think that's a great point. Like, yeah, hey, gotta have a balance. And speaking of balance, do you believe is there is there a way to have work-life balance or is it a work-life integration? Which one do you feel is good? There's definitely, I mean,
1: uh, you have complete power to bring any kind of balance you want. Okay. And again, you know, this this whole notion of uh, work-life balance is a very, very personal choice. Everything has to do with your own choice. So okay. um, the problem is that most people apply the rules that society sort of gives them or whatever is in fashion or whatever, you know. Uh, so when we say work-life balance, what what do we actually mean by that? Like, you know, is it 50% work, 50% home? Is it 80% work, 20% home? Is it, you know, wh- what is it? And if I'm uh, I'm at home 20% of the time, I'm working on my laptop and working on my phone, is that counting a balance or, or is it not counting the balance? You know, so it's like all these questions have to be answered to figure out, okay, what are we talking about here? Now, uh, once we determine, um, I want to spend, I want to spend at least four hours at home with my family with no devices right? And I the rest uh, is open. So let's say that those are my rules. Now I need to figure out how I can accomplish that um, based on my the resources I have. Because if spending four hours with my family is very important, mm-hmm. then I will figure out a way to design my business to find a job that allows me to do that. But if we just keep saying, you know, oh, my job doesn't allow work-life balance. I, sh- I wish I had work-life balance. I so wish I had work-life balance but who's stopping you from maintaining that work-life balance. It's you who needs to bring that work-life balance in your life. Nobody stops you, right? It's just that we put all these excuses around us, boundaries around us. um, And we never sort of take take a moment to say, what is it actually we want? It may be that we don't even want work-life balance. And that is why our life is that way. If we are honest with ourselves, right? Right, and I think that that brings up another great topic. Like we'll bring out all these excuses and
0: things in that nature, but just wanted to get your thoughts on like what is it causes one person, let's just say person A, and then we have person B. What person A makes all the excuses in the world not to do X, mm-hmm. whereas person B has all the challenges, all the problems, but still continues or gets to the this thing called X. Mm-hmm just from your own uh, personal experience and things that you have seen with your own development and things in that nature, what, 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 what causes deep, someone to say, I have excuse and that's why I can't do it? How I'm deep do you want to go in that? As deep as you
1: like. <laughs> okay, so, so here's what happens, right? Um, okay. The first step to any any journey is self-awareness. You need to know where you are starting okay. to figure out where your destination is going to be. Uh, 99% of the people, they, they're not fully self-aware of where they are. What do they want in life? Okay. What is their motivation? What uh, what, what kind of uh, energy or experiences they want in life? And since they are not fully self-aware, they look around and say, you know what, uh, that guy, he's a, he's a millionaire. He, he became a millionaire and everybody likes him. Okay. okay. I, I ought to be like him or her. So let me figure out how I'm going to uh, follow that path and become that person. Now, the problem is that that person is that person, okay? I cannot become that person, and that quest to become that person leads me in all kinds of wrong paths, right? Because right. I'm not aligned with who I am, and I, like, I have no idea what I want, but I just think I know what I want, which is, which is to become a, this person who is apparently getting all the attention of the world right? right But if I just take a step back and again going back to my previous example, if I say I really want to um, spend my time painting right. and you know I want to express uh, express myself creatively and uh, you know if, if you say that especially you know I, I'm assuming um, you uh, you are you know you, you know a little bit about Indian culture, I am very, very much
0: familiar with it. Yes, so
1: Indian culture, Chinese, any South Asian culture. If if right. a if a if a son goes to their parents and says, oh, you know, I want to be a, a, a painter, you know, at the very least they will get some uh, some. Uh, Uh, words of wisdom that hey (laughs) (laughs) that's a very interesting way to put it because speaking of which i went through the
0: same process because when i was going to college my dad is like hey you're going to be a brain surgeon and i had the same conversation with my dad and and it didn't go as well as i hoped it would Mm -hmm.
1: needless to say i'm not a brain surgeon so you know (laughs) so (laughs) So, yeah but but the thing is that if you look deep down uh, in that decision right your heart is telling you that you ought to be a painter but you know, somewhere, some, some, someone pulls you back and says, hey, no, 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 that is not your path. This is your path. I, right. I'm going to pick your path, go there, right? right? So now you can imagine, like, if, if I'm going on my life journey, I, I, I leave my path somewhere and I say, okay, I'm going to follow somebody else's path. Right. It's not going to lead anywhere. It, it is, you know, in most cases, it, it, it is going to keep you going around in circles. And ultimately, at the end of the day, if you're not stubborn, you will you will say, you know, I'm tired now. I I kept going in circles. I give up. Or if you're stubborn, you will keep going in circles. Right. So it's just better to step back and say, you know what? Uh, I don't care what society tells me. I don't care what you know, uh, whether I get a job, whatever. Life will happen. Life will figure it out. I will figure it out. And this is my path. I want to follow that. Follow your heart. And then things work out because now now the is. Are going to be fun to overcome because that's what you really want to do. Right. That's 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 you hit it right on nail, right on the head. It's
0: like that's what you want to do, you know, at the end of the day. And then, they, and then the, this is another great topic you hit on, like society First is like the your immediate family or friends. They're like no, 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 no. And then you grow out of it, like myself. I'm like grow out of it, like whatever. And then another challenge, a set of challenges that comes along is like that society. It's not literally telling you but you think that's what they're telling you yeah. like it's all in your mind well
1: think, or we no. buy into it right see, see okay. okay um so i'm an engineer i'm a, I'm a software engineer so the uh, uh, interesting thing happened was i was working on some deep learning ai projects okay. and i and i noticed how computers learn things um and then from that knowledge i was able to figure out how humans learn things um, so, I'm curious. Yeah, that's it's interesting. Very interesting. What you mentioned, you know, is like when we build AI systems, it's basically an algorithm. You know, we come up with the algorithm, and then we throw thousands and thousands of data points at, at that algorithm, and that that algorithm starts to notice some patterns. And then when it starts to notice some consistent patterns, it remembers those patterns, and then it puts it in something called a uh, machine learning model or AI model. Okay. okay. So that model. Is what we use is the, is the product of this exercise, right? And if you want to improve something or if, if you get some new data, new weather patterns, for example, we are forecasting weather, we get new data, right, we, right. We, uh, we throw some new data at it and then it predicts what's gonna happen, right? right? Sometimes we need to change the model. So, what we do is we change some of the algorithms and we throw a whole bunch of data again. And this data needs to be humongous, like thousands and thousands of data points to be able to come up with the right patterns, because oh. if we just throw 10 points at it, it due to the randomness of nature, you know, right. 10 may not be enough to give you a good sample size. Right. Right. Okay. So what happens now if we, if we, if we bring this paradigm into our own mind, uh, our mind has the same sort of algorithm in it. And the, the data that is coming to us is all the stimulus that we receive in our lifetime. Okay, or the books we read, or the shows we watch, or the podcast we listen to, whatever it is. But the thing is, um, these uh, these data points is just one data point, okay? Because it's only our experience, it's only our algorithm learning the pattern, okay? Mm -hmm. So we think that one data point is all there is, and that is the model that I need to use. But if I throw thousands and thousands of data points at this model, you will see, my model is completely flawed, right? Because people who did follow their dreams, they become so much more successful and happy, and and everything than people who worried about, hey, what if I don't get a job? Hey, what if I, you know, don't get that promotion? Hey, what if this happens or that happens or blah blah blah? So, so if you really want to apply these uh, these these paradigms, Great. do some research. Find the kind of people that match your profile. Look at what they went through and then figure out, okay, you know, what is the pattern? Like, you know, what 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 is the pattern, life pattern that is uh, that succeeds? And what is the life pattern that does not succeed? That's a great advice. And
0: I think it's also known as the modeling. Take someone who you want to be and figure out what they did and do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And you will get the same result that they have somewhat close, plus or minus here and there. But yeah, definitely great advice. All right, that's amazing, man. That's amazing. I'm really enjoying this. I'm genuinely intrigued the way that i'm always like curious about human behavior and having this conversation with you is amazing and like it's like a, a kid in the candies or like i want to learn more more and more so this is exciting stuff so uh, if you would go into like a little bit more about like uh, your project or the t- company that you had with like the ai team whatever and how did you come across like hey i want to go venture into the ai industry how did that come across
1: well um so you know i'm always uh, trying to tinker with things and trying to understand what is new uh-huh. uh, but at the same time i like to let things simmer a little bit and see you know where where you know how life unfolds so um yes you know ai was ai has been around for a while but uh, just just recently it sort of started picking up steam because of the you know enhancement in cpu power cloud computing and all that um, so I think I started playing around with that in around 2010, um, and uh, you know I, I I have lots of like sort of uh, passion projects that I work on. Um, so I started uh, implementing that. I, uh, this was back in 2008. I lost quite a bit of money in the last recession as well. So I was trying to figure out the financial markets and see you know how I can apply my knowledge, AI and stuff to figure out how the financial markets work. So through that work, you know, I implemented some of the projects on my own. Started, started implementing some trading algorithms and all that. And then um, uh, I think um, 2013 or 14 started working on a project for universities So that was a very, uh, very prominent project. Like Obama mentioned it in the in his uh, speech, uh, State of the Union speech and everything. Right. So that was to prevent students from dropping out of universities because. A lot of students drop out, and and yeah. um, um, there are certain patterns. As you said, human behavior is is so funny that you can actually uh, predict exactly how it's going to go down, and and you can then figure out how to change the human behavior at at math. So so that's what we did with AI, and that was the first. I think um, that was the second AI project. So after that, there, we did a few other really cool projects. So. It's just that you know when technology starts to um, infiltrate all these uh, different projects, um, you obviously get a chance to to work on it, provided you look for the right kind of project.
0: Right. Obviously, that makes sense. And then going back to the whole what you're passionate about, do that. Otherwise, you're gonna quit, make excuses, la 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 la. And I'm glad you brought that up. The whole pattern thing. And my my theory on that is like. Like if you wanna actually know what person is actually is, don't believe anything that person says. Just look at the pattern because they will not act against their pattern. Mm-hmm. If a person is a liar, give them one or two chances, they will show their two colors, mm-hmm. lack of a better word. Yeah. And then the pattern will like, hey, I wanna lie about this because, you know, I don't want to get in trouble or whatever that is. So yeah, pattern recognition, especially in human behavior is critical. Mm-hmm. And then you don't have to think the way I, I my feelings of my experience everything that i teach like look at the person's pattern don't think and they will come up on their own and then you're like oh look what you did mm-hmm. i don't know <laughs> so <laughs> that's great man Th- thanks for sharing that and really appreciate it and, and what, what are some of the things that you're currently working on right now that you are like really passionate about like oh my
1: god i love it um well i mean uh, so we are in a in a in a uh, kind of a atypical situation uh, so uh the my views on what is happening is a little bit extreme, and uh, a lot of people uh, do not really uh, agree with it. or maybe I'm, I'm maybe I'm crazy or maybe I'm seeing too far ahead. Uh, okay. So so what I'm trying to do is like you know as as our world changes um, because of what is happening, uh, the new paradigms that will come about, uh, we will need to learn and adapt very, very quickly. Um, because if we don't, there's going to be, it's going to be quite a bit of hardship and we will need to adjust. So I'm just, um, building some, uh, some more, uh, more programs, which will provide that certainty and will, uh, ready the people who, who know what's coming for the new world. Meaning, you know, most of the, most of the business will go virtual. Um, most of the people will need to build an online profile most of most of the trust factor that used to happen in face-to-face communication you know over lunches over dinners over golf golf uh, meetings uh, will need to go virtual so um building that online trust online credibility is going to be the key uh, of the future and that's what uh, we are helping people to build that's i love that
0: is there any way you could give a sneak peek of that like how to build an online credibility from what you don't know or you're not a liberty to say no no
1: no of course I, I publish quite a bit of content so in fact in the morning today i uh, i did a video on my facebook profile or my youtube channel you can go there um basically it's a blueprint that i have published uh, blueprint is available i have shared it uh and then i've also provided some explanation of each step uh, okay. then i'm uh, I'm trying to build something that I can go a little bit deeper at a very, very low cost, almost free, so that I can help more people um, get to the bottom of, you know, whatever is going on in their life. So Absolutely, yeah. um, So, you know? at the end of the day, if, if I just quickly, if you want to. Um,
0: yeah, just uh, a small cool. snippet. You don't have to give me the whole thing. And uh, what I'll do is I'll put the link to your video or your channel right in the uh, show notes so people can go to it and look at it and then get in touch with you.
1: Cool. Yeah. So, so so at the end of the day, what happens is, you know, our thoughts are basically the building blocks of everything. Okay. So the thoughts that we uh, that we think over and over again and we start to believe in them, they become, as I called it earlier, AI models. You know, that's the pattern that we pick up. So if, if you repeat a thought multiple times in your mind, that is the algorithm taking that thought and converting it into a permanent model. And that is what is called our belief. OK? Right. So any new input that comes in through our sensory uh, organs, eyes, ears, smell, whatever, right. is going to pass through these models, which are beliefs. So right. if if the input coming in matches our belief, we will accept it for what it is. If it doesn't match our belief, we will distort the reality and we will start believing that. So for example, um, you know some people believe climate change is real. Some people believe climate change is not real, right? But the, the, the physical conditions are the same, but the perception is wrong. Why is it wrong? Because of these filters, these stories, these AI models that are captured in our minds. So these are the belief systems that everybody has and once you figure out okay these are the belief systems right. and where are these coming from what are the origins then you can start to neutralize those belief systems you can never change a belief system you can neutralize a belief system really okay. never yeah. ever well because yeah because it's it's uh, belief is basically what what is it it's like energy right energy is not destroyed ever so right. you cannot you cannot destroy a belief because uh, it's just weird because if you the fo- the more you think about a belief and the more you say i don't want to do this the right. more you will end up doing it okay so the only way to get rid of it is build a new belief which neutralizes the old belief so a quick example could be you right. know if we were kids we were so excited on christmas time why because santa because is going to and- get presents yeah yeah <laughs> right. so that was the belief that hey santa uh, comes at on christmas time Right. And he gives us uh, these toys, and even if I tell a kid, "Hey, you know this is not real," you know they they'll be upset, right? They'll right. be like, upset, and the parents will be upset, like what the heck is wrong? With you? <laughs> exactly. Um, but as we grow up, there's a new belief that comes up that says, "Hey, Santa's no, no, it, it was just it was mom a- and dad who gave me presents, right?" <laughs> yeah. so that means, so it didn't neutralize this belief that maybe there is a Santa. Like no, even as adults. We never always say, "Oh, there is no Santa." They're like, you know what? Like, who knows where it came from? I it had. I had fun. I know there is no Santa, but maybe there is. Who knows, right? right. So that never goes away completely. But then there is a bigger belief now that you know you're smarter. You know where what you know what what is real and what is uh, what is not real. So of course Santa is not real. What uh, am I stupid or something? Right. Uh, so so you can see like you know these belief systems. They can change based on what else we start to believe now.
0: Ah, that's a very interesting way to put it. Like, wow, I never even thought about that. I mean, I know they're like, like you say, believe if somebody believes in it so strongly, it will be very difficult for them to, you know, update. But, But I thought there was a way to create a new belief that has a strong enough emotion attached to it. The old belief will go away.
1: In my, I mean, see, I, I'm not, obviously, I cannot yeah. argue for or against it. That's right, just my right. perception again, right? So sure, absolutely. Um, in my in my work, in my journey, in my, <laughs> uh, you know, discussions with a lot of people, it's really, really hard to change what we believe. I mean, it, it, it makes sense the way acquire, you described to, it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It is a, easier to acquire new beliefs than to change old beliefs. Can I get... Deep dive into a little more, if you don't
0: mind. How do you inquire a new belief? Or how do you go to believe
1: in the new belief? If that makes sense. See, um, so uh, it has to, again, um, it has to, uh, it's, it's not a push model. You cannot push yourself to believe something. Okay. So if, if again, you know, um, our, our minds are like uh, really stubborn animals. So, if we ask them to do something, it's 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 kind of hard to get them to do something because right. we are deliberately asking, giving it an order. Uh, so again, it becomes a pull model. Meaning, um, uh, how can I say? It? Like, okay, so so so, say uh, we take that example of Santa, right? Right. So the uh, the the kid has a motivation. Not he has he has no interest in Santa whatsoever right okay. kid
0: growing up doesn't even know what the hell santa is
1: right yeah but, the but, whenever they the, he or she knows about santa yeah. they have no interest in santa as a person they could right. not care less you know right. Right. right all they all they are focused on are the toys are the right. presents right? right so it could be uh it could be a really ugly-looking, you know, <laughs> horrible person who's delivering those presents, or right. you know, a, a, a nice person dressed in red, right? Right. So, um, uh, actually, where where were we going with this? Um, How does oh, a new belief get created? Exactly. So now, uh, that that belief of getting something from somebody on Christmas right. starts to fade away because as we go through life the attraction in toys starts to uh get you know like it it gets uh, removed right we are not attracted to toys anymore right so and as we grow older other things become more important to us you know uh, you know uh time spent with my girlfriend you know time spent with my friends that so so you can see like teenagers are less interested in in um in uh, christmas and Santa and whatever, because their, um, their motivation to get those presents have lessened. And now it has given room to create it or, or or it has given the room of this new belief to come in place that Santa is not real.
0: Right?
1: Right. So that motivation of, of getting those toys are no longer stopping you from believing something new. But if that motivation is still there, then you will never let go of that belief that Santa is still going to give me toys. Right. right. So it's like your motivation that, you know, that pulls you to make certain beliefs or allow certain beliefs to come in. So if that motivation is not there, not there it's like, it's not going to happen. So you really need to find that motivation and then let your psyche pull you towards those beliefs that will yeah. help you to, to, to get there.
0: Yeah, it's like it's like you said, it's not a push method where you cannot push somebody to motivate. You have to pull them in the sense they have to move at their own pace towards the motivation on their own. Because if you try to pull them or you push them, it doesn't work, I think.
1: Yeah, But that motivation has to be really big enough to like, you know, it has to be uh, it has to be significant enough that it pulls you. And okay. as it pulls you towards that, there will be, there will be challenges, right? Anything that you want to undertake, there's going to be challenges. Great. So if that, that pull is not strong enough. You're going to give up right in the middle somewhere. So, so, so that motivation needs to be strong enough. It needs to be really aligned with what you want in life. And that way, you know, any challenge that comes your way, you just like sort of get through it with no problems.
0: Yeah. I think that's a great point of view Like if you can somehow have a mindset of like i'm gonna if even if you don't have motivation right i'm just gonna move forward regardless or whatever mm-hmm. and then once i think like the theory goes what, what is in motion it stays in motion once you stop moving it keeps going on and on and forth that's mm-hmm. great man that's that's great advice so what i'm gonna ask you is like where can people find you first of all let's start from there yeah if you want to get more in touch with you
1: yeah, just go to uh, LinkedIn or Facebook. Um, fairly active on both platforms. Okay. Uh, yeah,
0: just just type in your name, Manju Nagarwal, and then Manu they will Google be able Instagram, to. Do that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. and I will put that in the show notes for people to click direct link on it as well. All right, cool. So, where what what is the the thing that motivates you to move forward every day? Um,
1: oh. well, see the. Uh, um, so what, what, uh, what I have done is I have uh, analyzed my own mind and figured out what is important to me, okay? okay. So what is important to me is uh, curiosity, uh, observing and understanding how this world works. Mm-hmm. Um, my motivation is adventure, like throwing myself into unknown situations. And my motivation is uh, family. So I want to spend more time with my, with my family. So now if I take these three, these three motivations and align it with my current situation, they are being satisfied and they are satisfied everywhere, no matter what. So curiosity, because I'm very curious how this pandemic is going to unfold and what will be the uh, you know, situation, how people will cope, how they will reinvent themselves, how business will. So it's a very curious time for me to understand how this will unfold, right? This is a historical event. Uh, you know, once in a hundred time, a hundred year <laughs> lifetime event, whatever. Right. So we get to live through this. It's a, it's a cool thing in my right. opinion. Right. Um, adventure. I mean, this is the most adventurous thing. If you look at it, the most unknown thing, nobody knows what the heck is going to happen. And the whole planet is involved in this, right? right. So huge adventure. And I'm locked in with my family. So, you know, for good or bad, we have good days, right. we have bad days, right. but right. that's what I want. So. Um, when I align all these things, when I know this is what I want in life, then every situation that comes about, I can just figure out, okay, you know, these are the things I want. How can I get it in this situation? So I'm good. So to answer your question, uh, my motivation is being satisfied in every circumstance I am in. And so I'm just I'm just living it uh, as it comes.
0: That's a great, great way to look at it. And, you know, that's, uh, I think people who are starting out on the entrepreneur journey, if they could just follow that advice alone, they will go a lot further. Mm -hmm. But do you have any advice for people who are just starting out, let's start from there, and then people who are at a top level, how they can go to the next level? So let's Mm -hmm. say it's
1: level zero first, Mm -hmm. what advice would you give them? My first advice is um, prioritize self-awareness over everything, okay, so self-awareness, Understand self-awareness at the deepest level. Read a little bit about it. Um, without that, uh, a lot. So, as you said, like if you want to live a difficult life, then by by all means, you know, carry on with whatever is working for you. But if you want to bring some ease in your life, focus on self-awareness. And when I say self-awareness, it's not about oh, you know what? I like uh, eating sweet food. I like cakes. I like fruit. I like to wear blue. That's not self-awareness it's more like you know what happened to me in the, in my childhood why am i so uh, the way that i am like you know what are the things that i really crave and and um, in in my in my uh, in my soul in my being that i was not able to get uh, elsewhere and i always try to fill that void with other things in my life you know um, once you get to that stage you will start to see the things that you are Including in your life, which are serving you, and the things which are in your life which are not serving you. So then you can start to, you know, uh, separate the two and 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 uh, and live life on autopilot, basically. So self
0: awareness is definitely a way to go. Okay, that's that's great advice. And speaking of self awareness. If you, obviously, what you suggested is a great thing, right? Next level over. What are your thoughts on meditation? Does that help you get in more in touch with your inner self kind of thing? Or what do you think? Yeah, thoughts?
1: yeah. Yeah. So meditation is, is the key uh, for, you know, self-awareness is, is, is what you need to get to, right? That's the goal, being self-aware. And meditation is one of the very good ways to get there quickly. Okay. So so uh, our minds uh, we have basically you know we have the subconscious mind we have the conscious mind right so our minds are just like uh, you know when you buy a sticker so sticker has the adhesive layer and there's a there's a, there's another extra layer to protect the adhesive layer right, right so right. our minds are generally like that so we are the sticker and the and the layer that protects the adhesive um and we think that's all it is but in order to separate them in order to separate your conscious mind and be able to observe your subconscious mind. Now you need to have some process in place. So meditation allows you to separate your uh, conscious mind and observe your subconscious mind and see what the heck is going on there. So yes, to answer your question, yes, meditation is really good.
0: It's great man, first of all, I know I can personally spend hours and hours upon talking to you because this has been definitely enlightening and very insightful uh podcast interviews here and I truly appreciate you taking the time to being on my show and uh, what I always like to do is uh, I always give my uh hosts or people who are interviewing. Take the stage, last few minutes or however long you need to share anything you want to share, whether it's something the project you're working on or where people can t- get in touch with you or your product or services. If how can people utilize it by going to your website or wherever? The floor is all yours. Sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, as I mentioned, you know we are um, we are seeing what is happening, and um, in my opinion, it's just the beginning of this journey. So we are trying to help as many people as possible um, get through this and not only get through this, but actually grow through this experience because every crisis also comes with a lot of opportunities. So we are seeing those opportunities. We are helping people out by uh, helping them discover the opportunities on their own. But the key difference with us is we don't teach you. We don't catch the fish for you. We help you uh learn how to catch the fish so uh if you want to learn that you know i've 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 shared some blueprint uh on my personal profile i talked about it today as well so there's a whole bunch of stuff based on that blueprint that we can help you which will help you turn around your life in a way that um, that is i cannot describe it less than a miracle but since since it sounds too good to be true it's kind of hard for me to explain it but that's what you experience, you know, you experience um, such joy and uh, such a zen-like state um, that anything that is happening out there in the world doesn't phase you anymore. So, if, if that is something that you want to experience, which includes obviously, you know, money, wealth, health, uh, uh, love, relationships, because without all these things, you cannot uh, get a fulfilling life. So if you want something like that, then yeah, get in touch with me and uh, we can show you how to get that.
0: Awesome, guys. Definitely get in touch with him. He's going to definitely, I know for me personally, he changed my life just by talking to him this very short period of time. And, you know, hopefully maybe in the near future, we can talk again and get some more good things out of it. Thank you so much, Benji, for being here. I really appreciate it. And I cannot thank you enough.